Bodies and pale dresses skipped down the aisle and walked behind her up to the high altar. After all the words had been said, the little girls followed her out the front doors of the cathedral and around past the peacocks, the two iridescent blue and green peacocks, the one white peacock, to the cathedral house. There were cucumber and watercress sandwiches, a peach-colored cake from Payard, pink champagne. Her choices, all. Sentimental choices. Things she remembered. I remembered them, too. When she said she wanted cucumber and watercress sandwiches at her wedding, I remembered her laying out plates of cucumber and watercress sandwiches on the tables we had set up around the pool for her 16th birthday lunch. When she said she wanted lays in place of bouquets at her wedding, I remembered her at three or four or five, getting off a plane at Bradley Field in Hartford, wearing the lays she had been given when she left Honolulu the night before. The temperature in Connecticut that morning was six degrees below zero, and she had no coat. She had been wearing no coat when we left Los Angeles for Honolulu. We had not expected to go on to Hartford but she had seen no problem. Children with lays don't wear coats, she advised me. Sentimental choices. On the day of that wedding, she got all her sentimental choices, except one. She had wanted the little girls to go barefoot in the cathedral. Memory of Malibu. She was always barefoot in Malibu. She always had splinters from the redwood deck splinters from the deck, and tar from the beach, and iodine for the scratches from the nails in the stairs in between. But the little girls had new shoes for the occasion and wanted to wear them. Mr. and Mrs. John Gregory Dunn request the honor of your presence at the marriage of their daughter, Quintana Roo, to Mr. Gerald Bryan Michael on Saturday the 26th of July, at two o'clock. The Stephanotis. Was that another sentimental choice? Did she remember the Stephanotis? Is that why she wanted it? Is that why she wove it into her braid? At the house in Brentwood Park, in which we lived from 1978 until 1988, a house so determinedly conventional Two stories, center hall plan, shuttered windows, and a sitting room off every bedroom. As to seem in situ idiosyncratic, their suburbia house in Brentwood was how she referred to the house when we bought it, a twelve-year-old establishing that it was not her decision, not her taste, a child claiming the distance all children imagine themselves to need. There was Stephanotis growing outside the terrace doors. I would brush the waxy flowers when I went out to the garden. Outside the same doors there were beds of lavender, and also mint, a tangle of mint made lush by a dripping faucet. We moved into that house the summer she was about to start the seventh grade at what was then still the Westlake School for Girls in Holmby Hills. This was like yesterday. We moved out of that house the year she was about to graduate from Barnard. This, too, was like yesterday.
The Stephanotis and Mint were dead by then, killed when the man who was buying the house insisted that we rid it of termites by tenting it and pumping in Vicane and Chloropicrin. At the time this buyer bid on the house, he sent us word via the brokers, apparently by way of closing the deal, that he wanted the house because he could picture his daughter marrying in the garden. This was a few weeks before he required us to pump in the Vicane that killed the Stephanotis, killed the mint, and also killed the pink magnolia, into which the twelve-year-old who took so assiduously removed a view of our suburbia house in Brentwood had until then been able to look from her second-floor sitting-room windows. The termites, I was quite sure, would come back. The pink magnolia, I was also quite sure, would not. We closed the deal and moved to New York.